Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Michael J. Gelb, who is probably uh, the world's most famous Alexander Technique teacher. He's uh, a leading authority on the application of genius thinking to personal and organizational development. He's um, lead seminars for orga for organizations of major corporations. He's has 30 years experience as a professional speaker, seminar leader, and organizational consultant. He's also written 12 books on creativity, including I think his best known one is How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci, Seven Steps to Genius Every Day that was on the Washington Post and New York Times bestseller list. He's also the author of a book called Body Learning, which uh, is, a, is somewhat of an Alexander Technique classic. And on a more personal note, Michael was on the same training course I was on in London 30 years ago. Um, well, Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I wonder if you could start by uh, providing a very short uh, definition or, or description of the Alexander Technique. Well, my favorite description uh, is the method for keeping your eye on the ball applied to life. <laughs> yeah, Leo Stein, right? Right, Gertrude Stein's brother. Our brother, uh, yeah. To me, the Alexander Technique is a means of practical mindfulness, self-awareness, becoming aware of the habits we have that don't serve us and learning to leave them out. So it's different from almost any other discipline because most disciplines teach you to do something new. And the genius of Alexander is to help us become more aware of the things we do that are unnecessary and leaving them out. Okay. And what we're going to talk about today specifically is how the Alexander Technique and perhaps even more the discoveries that F. Matthias Alexander who's the develop, developer of this method, how his discoveries, his ideas relate to or parallel are, are parallel to those of Leonardo da Vinci. So I'm going to let you take, take, it, take, a, take that away. With pleasure, with pleasure. Well, people generally recognize Leonardo as perhaps the greatest genius who ever lived. And... Leonardo was one of my childhood heroes, along with Superman. Mm -hmm. I remember, of course, when I realized that Superman was only a comic book character, but Leonardo da Vinci was real. And the more I learned about him, the more he seemed to embody the essence of human potential. So I traveled to Italy. I went to Leonardo's birthplace I went to the place he died in France. I literally walked his footsteps. I started dreaming about him. And from those dreams, seven principles emerged. People asked me, uh, did I come up with seven Da Vinci principles? Because it's a good number for marketing. But uh, actually, I tried to find an eighth principle. I couldn't do it. I tried to consolidate down to six. No way. There are seven principles for thinking like Leonardo. And the very first principle in Leonardo's native Italian is curiosità, curiosità, which of course means curiosity. 
Leonardo da Vinci was probably the most curious person who ever lived. And one of the things that I just love about FM Alexander and the Alexander work is that it was born out of a practical application of this first da Vinci principle. Alexander was incredibly curious. Uh, like, uh, like Leonardo, he wouldn't take yes for an answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he, he had this problem with his voice. Uh, he went to all the standard sources uh, for help, uh, voice trainers and uh, doctors and speech therapists. No one, no one could help him solve his, his problem. But he was so passionate, he was so curious, he decided he would figure it out for himself. And he asked these very powerful questions. He said, what am I doing that's causing my, this problem with my voice? And in the process, he applied the first principle for thinking like Leonardo, this powerful curiosity, and the second principle, which is dimostrazione, which is, of course, to demonstrate things through your own experience, Alexander couldn't get his problem solved by the authorities of the time. And most people, when the doctor's solution and the speech therapist's solution and the voice teacher's solution doesn't work, they give up and try something else. But Alexander was so curious that he naturally applied dimostrazione, the second principle. He said, I got to figure this out for myself, which led him to make his own experiments. He literally practice speaking in front of a system of mirrors that he devised. And from his own self-observation, he made this profound discovery that every time he even thought about speaking, he began to uh, enter into this unnecessary pattern of tension, which ultimately he devised this very clever means of of liberating himself from, and, and that gave birth to the technique. Leonardo when he used to sign his name, uh, sometimes, of course, he signed Leonardo da Vinci, but other times he signed Discepolo della Esperienza, Disciple of Experience. And Alexander is one of the most brilliant disciples of experience who ever lived. And he gave us this method for becoming disciples of experience ourselves. Hmm. And we should maybe... Just to elaborate a little on on who what Alexander was, what his concern was, is that he was uh, delivering public recitations in large auditoriums with no PA system, and um, as he over time discovered, a lot of his issues had to do with attempting to project his voice to the back of the hall. So his discoveries all came out of a very specific practical issue that he was up against. And that's that's what's so brilliant about his discovery is it's not the theory is fascinating, but the practice, I mean, myself, uh, you mentioned that I've been doing this for 30 years, 30 years goes really quickly, but I've been traveling around the world, uh, speaking to groups. Sometimes I present last week, as a matter of fact, I was in Chicago. I did a seminar for eight hours for 90 people ran to the airport, flew to St. Louis, and did a seminar for 60 people for eight hours the next day. And uh, this coming Friday, I'm going to Rhode Island to speak to a group of uh, senior executives. I then go to New York to talk to 100 pharmaceutical executives. And then I fly that night to Cleveland, and I do a full-day seminar for 100 people uh, for university hospitals in Cleveland. And uh, this this is what my schedule is like. So I'm speaking 
to large groups of people in different cities for up to eight hours a day. I've been doing this for 30 years. I've never lost my voice. Why? Because I actually apply the Alexander Technique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're, you are living proof of, of the efficacy of Alexander's discoveries. It really, you know, it, it's, it's, I don't see how I could have done what I've done and continue to do what I do uh, without what I learned from F.M. Alexander. Well, let's move on to the third principle, if you'd like. Sure, with pleasure. The third principle is perfect. It's, uh, in Italian, it's sensazione, sharpening all your senses. And Alexander used his sensory awareness to discover the technique. He set up these mirrors and he started to look at what was he actually doing when he spoke, when he recited. He started to notice this pattern of contraction was manifesting even when he just thought about speaking. So he used his visual acuity. He was a very good observer, and it was the visual awareness as well as his ability to listen to the quality of his own voice under these different circumstances, as well as his kinesthetic awareness, his ability to feel what he was doing. He combined these different sensory uh, elements to create the technique. So he was, uh, Alexander, again, just a phenomenal, it makes sense. I mean, Leonardo's a universal genius. He came up with these, uh, these he embodied these seven principles. Uh, and it makes sense that Alexander, who's another more contemporary genius, uh, would apply these kinds of universal principles in making his discovery. So yeah, the third principle, sensazione, sharpen all your senses. And the essence of the technique, we use our visual sense in the technique uh, we listen to the quality of our voice as it uh, hopefully improves as we work with the technique. But, uh, of course, mostly what we're doing is we're sharpening our kinesthetic awareness. We're, we're bringing the sensazione to the, to the crown of the senses, the kinesthetic sense. Mm -hmm. And we should probably mention here that although Alexander's original discoveries grew out of a voice problem, its application today covers quite a wide range of things. So how you move, how you play an instrument, if you're a musician, how you saw wood, if you're a carpenter, and so on. And one of the sense uh, areas of um, enhancing sensory awareness is just what's going on physically within your body, not just in relation to speaking. Very much so. And uh, I mean, I... I... I share the technique with my my clients, and they find they do find it particularly relevant to presentation skills, to standing in front of a group, to having greater stage presence. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, having said that, the technique really does make a difference in the use of of the voice. My wife is a world class mezzo soprano, and I met her because when she went to Juilliard. She read Body Learning, my original book about the Alexander Technique. And as a result of that, she came on an Alexander Technique seminar where I happened to be speaking. And so writing that book turned out to have all sorts of extra effects in my life. <laughs> wow. The, the, the unforeseen benefits of writing a book, huh? <laughs> so I think we have time enough to do at least a couple more principles. Uh, you want to move on to number four? Where Number are four. we now? Four or five? Four, I think. 
uh, well, they all they go together. Four <laughs> is, is sfumato, sfumato, which is a term that art critics coined to refer to the hazy, mysterious quality in Leonardo's paintings. And what it represents is one of the most distinguishing characteristics of the most creative people, which is their ability to embrace the unknown. And we can see that Alexander was a master at the application of sfumato because he went deep into the unknown. And he, in, his, in his teaching, in his writing, he always emphasizes that you have to give up your attachment to what you think you know in order to really learn. Yeah, the the term preconceived ideas is is almost a, a jargony term in the Alexander world. Most of us uh, have all sorts of preconceived ideas about a lot of things, including how are we standing or how are we moving. And quite often those ideas are false and get in the way of uh, of our making progress. Yes, well, Alexander said, you know, the essence is to go from the known to the unknown in sensory experience. That's the essence of learning the Alexander work. And that's where sfumato comes in really handy, is to recognize that, oh, of course, if I want to learn, if I'm really breaking out of my old neuromuscular patterns, this will be different, it will be new, it will feel different, it will feel a little bit strange, and you learn to accelerate your, your ability to learn by learning to embrace the, the unknown and the uncertain. Okay, I think we're on a roll here. Let's move on to number five. You got it. Well, number five is arte scienza, which, of course, means art and science. In modern contemporary terms, we'd say balance the two hemispheres of the cerebral cortex, the left and right. And again, Alexander is an amazing demonstration of logic. I mean, he used the Western scientific method to come up with this experience of wholeness and transformation. So he really brings together both sides of the cerebral cortex, art and science. And the sixth principle is corporalita, which is to balance the body and the mind, which is obviously what the technique is all about. And this brings us to the seventh principle for thinking like Leonardo, connezione, everything connects to everything else. And this, this is, again, why the Alexander work is an expression of genius, because it helps us create a connection within ourselves, a sense of wholeness, of integration, the integration of body and mind, body, mind, and many people experience body, mind, emotions, and spirit as well. And, and there's something, you know, great, great minds lead us towards an experience of wholeness. Leonardo did it with his art. You, 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 know, you look at something that Leonardo painted. I was just in France. I, I went to visit the Mona Lisa and some of Leonardo's other works at the Louvre. And, and there's, a, there's a transcendent majesty to these things. Uh, the art critic Bernard Berenson said of Leonardo da Vinci that everything he touched turned to eternal beauty. And Alexander brings us that touch of beauty in our lives every day in terms of the very practical business of how we move, how we breathe, how we speak, and having a, more of a sense of wholeness and connectedness in our everyday lives through the practice of his work. And just to elaborate on, on principles six and seven relating to Alexander, um, 
there's an awful lot of talk these days about the mind-body connection, mind-body unity, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Alexander, doing his initial investigations back in Australia in the late 19th century, uh, came came to realize that it isn't even so much that they're related or connected. In his view, they were just two aspects of one thing. That they were two, yeah, two aspects of the same thing, which doesn't maybe sound quite as revolutionary today as as it might have 120 years ago but that was a pretty that was a pretty far out idea in in the west at that time absolutely you're you're so right and and it was it was it was amazing in the in the history of the evolution of ideas he came up with this through western scientific method applied to his own personal problem of of trying to recover his voice and the notion of wholeness which is become, you know, in every community, in every newspaper, in every magazine is talking about body and mind integration and so on and so forth. But it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to actually experience it. And in my whole lifetime of exploring various ways and means of giving people a sense, a practical sense of the integration of the oneness of body and mind, Alexander's a crown jewel of my own personal exploration. There's, there, there are other disciplines that, that I've also found uh, to be beneficial. Uh, I've been training and teaching in Aikido and, and, and Tai Chi and Qigong for many years. But again, Alexander helps to improve the experience of learning Tai Chi, Aikido, Qigong, yoga, anything, any other body-mind discipline you want to learn. You'll learn it more effectively, more elegantly, if you apply the Alexander technique to your journey. And I, I think we could, just to even uh, elaborate on that a little bit, if you, the listener, actually take some Alexander Technique lessons, um, you you will, the whole idea of mind-body unity will become totally obvious to you, as well as the idea that everything in your Everything in your body, as it were, affects everything else, or every thought that you have affects everything in your body, and vice versa. So it's all of the ideas we're talking about, which might might, might sound a tad um, theoretical, just listening to us. But if you actually take some Alexander lessons, all of those ideas will will become second nature to you. Well, that's you know that's what I've been preaching the gospel for the last thirty years. Because you know, I wrote this book and I give these talks about it all. But I just tell people go have an Alexander lesson, you know, go yeah. see, go to a Alexander technique teacher, have a lesson, and it's worth more than a hundred thousand words. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, Michael. Is there anything else that you want to add uh, before we uh, before we end the podcast? Well, I just say that uh, Al- Alexander in in the book Body Learning. I present the seven operational principles for learning the Alexander Technique. And in How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci, there are the seven da Vinci principles. And I invite people to go and explore the principles of body learning, the principles of Leonardo da Vinci, and test them out for themselves in their own practical experience. Yeah, everything that Alexander teaches or anything that you would learn from an Alexander Technique teacher today 
uh, you you have the option always to verify it. You, you're never going to be asked to take anything on faith uh, with the Alexander Technique, which I find very appealing, personally, and I think a lot of people do. So, Michael, thank you so much for, for being on the show today. It's my pleasure. Thank you.